Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yes, I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Yes, I am. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to catch up with you. It's, it's been a while. Uh, and to the listeners, Kendra and I started working together at a college. We scheduled a play date for our sons, and eventually we became neighbors. And even more than neighbors, we were next door neighbors once I moved, moved near her. So that was uh, pretty awesome to spend time just growing as mothers, as individuals, um, growing our faith together and just enjoying our beautiful community. <laughs> so excited to catch up with her um, as she has completed another degree, started a business, and she is serving our community and um, in private practice well so I hope we hear a little bit about that as she shares her I'm not sure but it's okay story or moment with us today yes yeah <laughs> so Kendra uh tell me one thing or two things that you've been doing since the last time we saw each other in person it seems like forever to live better Yes. Well, since the last time that we spoke and met, my son is now over 18. He'll be 19 in a few days. So oh, I am happy finding... Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Yay. May 22nd. He'll be 19. So I'm just realizing that, you know, I have all this... Well, I don't have a lot of free time, but I have more time to focus on myself um, because a lot of times, we know, as we're raising our children, um, we put everyone first, which is what I did. And um, sometimes I neglected myself, didn't realize I was neglecting myself. But now that I have this extra time, I'm like, you know, I've got to invest in myself. You know, I'm a big proponent of self-care. I mean, I talked to my clients about self-care and I said, you know, I need to be doing that as well. So just really um, learning more about myself, what I like, what I don't like, and just allow myself to be more in the moment and to enjoy every day as it takes place very good and is there a resource that you're using to help you kind of stay on track with uh being in the moment or habits that you're using or certain practices that you put in place to be in the moment yes um i don't have a particular book to uh point the listeners to but of course the main book that i live my life by is the bible like that is my foundation for living and so I take a lot of key points um, that Jesus, you know, gave as an example and mm -hmm. the scriptures. And I take scriptures about the mind, about the body, about thoughts and thinking. And I really take those to heart and I meditate those scriptures uh, to really enhance my life and to keep my thinking um, with clarity. You know, just to have clarity of thought, clarity of purpose, really knowing who I am down to the core and who God created me to be. So that's the main resource I would say that I use. But what I do is um, when I speak to my clients, I'm always talking to them about how the person, each person has three parts to us. We have a mind, which is our mind, our will, our emotions, and our imagination. And then we have the physical side, and then we have the um, spiritual side. So what I aim to do, and I also tell them to do those three things, is to each day try to invest time in each one of those spheres. 
So what it looks mm-hmm. like for me is I've been trying to eat more healthfully um, because a lot of um, the neurotransmitters and neurochemicals that are made in our brain are also, some of them are made in our gut, like serotonin and dopamine. And so I have found that when I don't eat right and eat healthfully, sometimes I have my mood changes. Sometimes I feel sad or anxious and I have to look at what am I feeding myself? You know, I may have had a lot of sugar um, or things that weren't healthy for me. So that's one thing that I try to watch is what I eat. And I've lost um, over 10 pounds in the last year. So I try to exercise. That's awesome. And you mentioned uh, how what we put in our body affects our our mood. I'm a little congested today because I added some sugar, white sugar, as opposed to honey. Um, and so I've been paying attention as well, um, just in general. And as we mature in our bodies and just uh, take in all that's in the environment, I uh, am more conscious and aware of what I'm putting into my body. And on top of that, I'm immunocompromised. Uh, so that is important, even if you don't have those challenges to your physical body, to just be aware of your physical body and what we're putting in. A lot of times we're, um, we see in advertisements and in the general public to pay attention to our weight. Yes. In health is mentioned, um, as a um, in a passive way, you know, unless there is a critical issue that's occurring. Um, but I think it's important that we just make better habits. So thank you for sharing ways, specific ways and the impact um, from a scientific perspective that um, we are triggered or impacted by what we put into our bodies. Absolutely. And I didn't get a chance to finish um, because I got excited about that food portion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before you go on, let me just tell listeners, she is the queen of (laughs) squash soup. I've become the queen of squash soup in my family now as a result of Kendra inviting me over to just, hey, come have a bowl. And now I'm like, queen of squash soup here in this house (laughs) (laughs) i am so glad that you and your family enjoy the squash soup it does really clean you out doesn't it (laughs) yes yes and each and every time i make it is different and you know because i i I just integrate um whatever i have that's available that's natural you know sometimes a little bit more spicy with the curry kick um, or the turmeric and other times, you know, add a little cinnamon or, you know, just, yeah. So anyway, keep going. So we'll hear about the other uh, spheres. Yes. And then um, to touch upon the physical, we talked a little bit about exercise. Um, but I've been trying to ride my bike more. It's just leisure time for me to just think, unwind. And I've been trying to get in the bed a lot earlier, I find that when I get eight or nine hours of rest, I really feel refreshed. And for the last like 18 years, I think I've gotten anywhere between four and six hours of rest a night. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
-hmm. And then I also try to um, to read at least 20 minutes a day. I know we all hear about the the deer, which is drop everything and read. We teach the kids that at an elementary uh, level. Um, but how many times have I not really done that as I've grown up and gotten busy with life? So just taking out the time to read and to educate myself and to expand my horizons has really helped me, especially in my line of work. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of your line of work, we're, we're referring to your clients. Uh, can you share your line of work is? Yeah. <laughs> More specifically. Oh, sure. So I am a licensed social worker and I have my master's degree and I practice in the community mental health setting. And I also have a private practice. So my clients are anywhere between ages 18 and up. So uh, I really like working with people because, you know, you realize that everyone has a story mm -hmm. and a lot of us have not been able to get past the details in that story. Uh, some things have been unaddressed. We have lingering fears that are currently impacting our current state of mind and our current lives. So that's where I come in. You know, I'm a great listener. And then I partner with my clients. I don't pretend to know more than they know about their lives, but I partner with them, find out where they're at and where they're trying to go. And then we bridge that gap and I give them coping skills, uh, listen to them, validate them and help them move from point A to point B. So that's what I do in a nutshell. And you know what? That is uh it's great to have guides available. Um, you know, we have elders who can take us to a certain point, but isn't it nice to start at home as a parent, as a family member, just listening more attentively to each other and then um, recommending or suggesting um, more professional help <laughs> when it's beyond our, uh, our realm? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. There's so yeah, there's so many people who they just want to be heard. That's right. They want to be heard. They want to be valued. And if I I, I believe uh, in my my wiser years now, <laughs> if we start, the the sooner we start, the better. Um, just lending an ear and not always responding, but being present. And I, I'm practicing that even more because I'm such a helper and a giver. <laughs> I want to point you to a resource, not that I'm the expert, but I want to point you to a resource because I just want us all to win in our minds, our bodies, and our souls. So yes, absolutely. You know, a lot of the clients that I see, um, had they had intervention earlier on, and when I say intervention, I mean exactly just what you said, having someone listen to them validate them and just allow them to express themselves. So a lot of clients that I see, they have not had that. And so they've gone for you know, 10, 20, 30 years of keeping a lot of uh, hidden secrets and trauma to themselves. And so now it has manifested into a mental disorder where now we're working to help them move from point A to point B and get the skills that they need to be able to cope on a daily basis. But I am so convinced that um, well over, you know, 50, 60% of what we see in people um, could have been alleviated or even avoided had they had supportive people in their lives just to allow them to express themselves and to learn, right? So when we speak to one another, sometimes we find out, okay, maybe my thinking is a little off or maybe it could be adjusted or someone shares something valuable that helps me 
to be able to get clarity in my thought. And so just, you know, having a, a good friend to listen or a good family member to um, help straighten out any faulty thinking goes a long way. So if you don't receive that early on and you go 10, 20, 30 years uh, thinking a certain way and living a certain way, you don't realize that you're really living um, kind of like tilted, right? You're growing crooked instead of growing up straight. So it's important um, when we have the the formative years to really give our kids and our family what they need um, so that they can move forward in a healthy manner in life. Yeah, so true. Um, I am personally dealing with some trap trauma that I I just kind of put to the side and kept going and I didn't realize it was there. So, you know, I think it's important to be aware of oneself um, to take the information that we see and better ourselves as well because we don't know when we need help you know what I'm saying sometimes until it's it's too late but if we're constantly reflecting and learning and growing and investing in ourselves as you mentioned um, through your reading and just your way of living better then we won't grow you know we'll we'll end up in that that cycle of uh, toxic living and thinking and environments and um, never live out our purpose here on life. So, or excuse me, on the earth. So thank you so much um, for bringing that forward. Yeah, thank you. And with that, what is one time that you can think of where you were like, you know what? I'm not sure, but it's okay. I can move through this. I can do this hard thing. Or maybe you were just at the point where you were in a, I'm not sure state. <laughs> and you, you now that you're on the other side, you can share the story and some of the resources or the process you use to move forward. Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I know because we have we have those micro situations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but I'll just touch upon it briefly. And that is, you know, I didn't expect to find my state or myself in the state of where I am now a single parent. You know, I was married, um, had big dreams for myself, and the marriage didn't work out. And I found myself raising my son on my own. Now I had support, right? His father is definitely in his life. He's very supportive. And I had my parents and my brothers. So I had a, a good village and also you when you moved next door. So we had a good village, but just, I never saw myself as being a single parent. So um, just finding that I had to pick up the pieces and really lean into God and into my faith and to know that, you know, this is not the end of the world. Um, this is not the impartable sin. I am not damaged. Um, there's nothing that is going to keep me from moving forward. And so just really um, taking out time to regroup and to invest in my self-care, my mental health, and to surround myself with so many positive people. Um, so now on the other side of that, I realized that, you know, I did have more strength than what I thought I had initially. And now that my son is over 18, I look back and think, wow, you know, what was what I thought was going to break me did that break me. And I know you've heard the phrase, you know, if you serve, if you're given lemons in life, 
you know, what I do is I took those lemons and I squeezed the heck out of those lemons, got me some water and sugar. And I said, you know what? It's going to be okay. And I find that all of the lessons that I learned going through that hard period of my life have now given me so much wisdom on this end. And I'm able to help others who are going through a divorce situation or who feel rejected or just who feel like they just can't make it another day. So not that I would ever want to uh, wish that on myself, but the fact that it happened, there were so many life lessons to learn. And I thank God on this end that it has made me a better person and a very keen uh, psychotherapist. That's beautiful. Um, you know, you mentioned something, you know, you mentioned that you're not damned to hell. I think you mentioned, and, and I don't use profanity you know, but in the in the context that I'm using it, yeah. <laughs> um, you weren't damaged. You weren't damaged goods. And so often, I'm a divorcee as well. So often, women feel like that is the end all be all. You know, women who aspire to um, be a wife, to be married, to have a helpmate, when it doesn't happen and there's a long delay they also feel damaged. So, you know, usually that comes from churches or faith-based communities first, and then our community, our society. Um, how, well, I don't even know how to pose the question. I'm just happy to know, because we were in the same um, church as well, church community, church family. I'm so happy that, you know, our, our our church and so many others across the world, they embrace and have individual ministries to help um, women and men, uh, families who are separating or considering divorce to transition through that or um, support them on the other side. Like all is not lost. You are still precious. You are still worthy. You're still put here on the earth. Um, to do good work. So thank you for mentioning oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And two things that came to my mind as you um, were talking is that I've made it through for sure because my parents, they never gave up on me and they said they always believed in me. And my mother would always tell me, you know, I see you being so happy in the future. You just wait and see. God has such a wonderful plan for you. And she has told me that repeatedly down through the years. And so I have never forgotten that. Even when I didn't have faith to see it for myself, I just took her words and I believed. I said, if she has faith and she can see that in me, I'll just ride on her uh, faith because I didn't have it for myself. But now I do. And one other thing, too, that really got me through that period of time is that Pastor Deborah, our bishop's um, wife, mm. She said something from yes. the pulpit, and I'll never forget it. And she said, if you have peace with God regarding what happened in your life or in the divorce or whatever it is in your life, if you have peace with God, that's all you need. And I have peace with God. And so I took that to the bank. And from there forward, I, um, the shame that I had and the embarrassment, it just eventually it all went away because I said, you know, I'm in right standing with God. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And if he approves of me, who is anyone else not to? So it included myself because it took me years to be able to mm -hmm. forgive myself. Because...
mistakes that I made. And you know what? We consider it a mistake. It's just a choice. Yes. Wouldn't you agree it's a choice? You know, mistake just seems so negative. Like, even in, in the classroom, oh, I made a mistake. No, your selection was not the best selection in this situation. And in our cases of um, deciding to end our marriages, it wasn't the best situation for us. So we had to make a decision. And it is so hard. It is harder than people think. But because society says jump to the next, jump to the next, we don't take time to heal enough. And I just mean we as human beings, not necessarily you and I. And um, I see so many people repeating that hurt, that shame, and that guilt, that cycle, um, because they're told they have to be in a marriage. They they have to be in communion with a a mate, whether it's, you know, the male who divorced or the the wife, uh, the woman. Um, And I'm so glad that God used that challenging time in your life to help support others you have been a shining light since i met you and that's what drew me to you um when you was an advisor um to our students um and you 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 know you can tell when something is different or somebody may be working through something but your light has always shined and i know that that's god's light shining through you so i'm so so glad that you didn't allow it to keep you down because for as much as we don't always want to admit or acknowledge it is a breaking it breaks you when you go through that disappointing time so so i'm just excited that you move beyond that and you're serving differently and you're attracting everything that god has for you I didn't have a tambourine, so you had to get my finger snapping. Oh, I'm even shimmering oh. a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes. Ooh, yes. I'm so glad. Yeah, you have anything else? Yeah, I'm just ahead. so glad I'm on the other side. Because, you know, I have so much Ooh. joy and happiness. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's time. You know, you go through a period, but you know, it's also time for the sun to come back out. The sun never left. We were just on the other side of the sun going through mm-hmm. it and knowing that you know I'm a better person and how can I help my fellow man and that's what I'm all about how can I help other people because I know what it feels like to be rejected I know what it feels like to be hurt and to be misunderstood and so that's why um, I, I love the work that I do because even though I may not have the specific experience that my clients are coming with you know when they see me I know what it feels like to have loss. So I'm so sympathetic and empathetic. I can stand in their shoes and as they take me through their life and down that journey and to be able to really come alongside them and to support them. And people really, they sense the genuineness that's coming from me. And it's nothing fake. Now, this is a ministry and this is my life's calling. And I'm so glad that I was able to find out my purpose in the midst of that storm and walk it out. And that's something I, that you probably asked me about is that <laughs> I did go back to school during all of that. I went back to school for three years and earned my graduate degree in social work when my son was small. But my parents helped me through that period. And I am so glad that I invested in myself because 
I wouldn't be doing this work now had I not gone back to school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the world is better because you are uh, in that position, supporting and, you know, stepping out. Uh, And and I'm just going to go on and say, I think a part of your living boldly, (laughs) living boldly, or excuse me, leading boldly story is in the fact that you started an agency. Yes, I started the agency back in 2017. It was still a concept. And I actually um, opened my doors in June, June 1st of 2019. And I started seeing private clients. Yeah, so it's been a big step. That is... Yeah, leading the way, leading Yeah, the leading way. the way. And you know, I will say this. I've been leading the way, but still, you know, quietly in my own way, even with the private practice. But when you called mm-hmm. me like two months ago and asked me to be a guest on the show, I thought, oh no. <laughs> like, am I ready to take it out, you know, a little bit farther? But I am so glad that you challenged me. You don't even realize this because when you, when I got that email, it's like my heart sank for a quick second. I thought, you know what? Lord, I've been asking you, when is it time? When is it time? And it's like he used you to signify to me, oh, yeah, it's time to go ahead and get out there, Kendra. You know, people need to hear your story. Uh, So I just want to thank you for being obedient. You probably didn't even think all of that was going on. And I didn't tell you about that yesterday when we had that phone conversation. But I knew that it was time to go ahead and move forward. So thank you for being a part of me leading boldly. That's beautiful. Thank you. You just validated uh, my stepping out <laughs> because of the name of the show and the original, the original intent of. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's okay. It was supposed to be a face-to-face gathering, but you know, in the midst of the pandemic last year, um, I was led to just gather differently and I miss gathering even though I'm an introvert I miss seeing people who are doing good I I enjoy being near that energy even though we may be in different industries that energy and seeing people live out their passion and their purpose in life even with pivots um, because we have passions and purposes in different seasons (laughs) it just brings me so much joy and uh pandemic was getting to me I was just I, I couldn't I couldn't help because I couldn't leave the house especially being um, you know uh, compromised um, but I just I needed it so chatting with you all catching up and then being a light for somebody else you know I don't have a goal other than putting good stories and good energies with my friends and family and colleagues into the world via this podcast so thank you Kendra thank you for sharing and and validating that my obedience didn't go absolutely (laughs) absolutely now I recently ran and I'm actually in the process of running for representative 11 in uh, region 11 for the NASW, which is the National Association of Social Workers. Um, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and I said, you know, I'm gonna run for a leadership position. I mean, I really didn't want to, but I knew that God was prompting me to get out there and to lead boldly because there's so many issues that are impacting our community 
and also impacting um, us as social workers that I, I cannot continue mm -hmm. to sit back in the um, background and not say anything. Uh, I think the more you know and the more you, um, the more that God asks of you, and he has given me a sphere of influence, and I do realize that. And so I said, you know, I've got to be a good steward, and I need to speak up. Because um, when we don't speak up or when our voice is stifled, not only do we cheat ourselves, but we cheat others in knowing, you know, there was another perspective that could have been heard. There were more people that could have been represented. So I just want to make sure that Christians, African-Americans, African-American women, um, people from the Detroit area, are at that table and I intend to represent the interest of all of us and all that I represent at that table. And I think it's so important. So that's another way I'm that I'm really leading boldly. And I'm and I don't apologize for it either. <laughs> that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's oh that is now that is a huge leap. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that people can hear your voice. You have such a a pleasant voice, but a confident mm, voice. Thank you, thank you. Um, and so, when you speak, people listen. You you don't speak often, but when you do speak and you hold a conversation, you have words of wisdom and that energy that just draws others to you. So I am so glad that you are running for this office, you're letting people know that you're here, you have something to say, and you are representing um, others well. Um, so just by you putting your name out there um, to become an elected um, officer is amazing. Thank you for doing that. And I'm not even in the social worker sphere, but thank you. Thank you for standing up because you're giving others, someone else who's considering leading a subcommittee, considering holding office, you are um, leading the way for them. You're modeling for them that, yes, come on, you deserve to be here. You have a voice, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... As we begin to wrap this up, do you have any additional words of encouragement for those who may not have had the support that your family has um, shared with you? Um, they may not be in a confident place or be confident with themselves or um they may be going through a divorce or contemplating divorce um, or on the other side of divorce and possibly have given up. Do you have any additional words of encouragement or resources to help listeners push through across either of those? Uh, yes, areas? I do. Thanks for asking. Um, so immediately what came to mind is that because a lot of times we feel like I mentioned earlier, we feel damaged and if, you know, our life is all over and it isn't. Um, and what I really want to encourage listeners to know that they are worthy, right? Sometimes we get our worth and our value confused. So our worth is when God put a stamp of approval on us, he designed us and created us to be who we are today. I mean, that never changes. It's not up for dispute. It's non-negotiable. 
I am worthy, whether I feel like it or not. And so the fact that I am here in this space, God has given me um, purpose. And sometimes we don't know what our purpose is. And that's where we falter. Um, and let me just kind of clarify to you what I mean by value. Your value in life can go up or down based on you know how much money you make or if you own a car or own a home, your value can go up and down. But your worth, that is something that is not um, attached to a mon um, monetary value. Your worth is, I am just as good as anyone else. I was created in God's image and in his likeness. And not only does he love me and think I'm special, but I need to love myself. So I always want to tell people, if you're going through a difficult time in your life, never forget that you are important to God. Even if you can't see it for yourself right now, that you're important to yourself. And I took scriptures that reminded me about God's love and about how special I am to him. And the more I kept spending time with him and allowing him to reveal who he is to me, my identity became clearer and I became stronger with knowing who I am and that I am important. So, you know, when we go through something very um, tough or taxing like a divorce or whatever it is, some type of loss, a lot of times our self-esteem is um, kind of, it takes a hit. And sometimes it takes a lot of us um, a long time to recover and some of us not. But I just always want people to remember to start investing in yourself don't ignore yourself or don't try to sweep it underneath the rug and say, oh, I'll be okay. If you need to talk to a therapist, get a therapist. If you need to talk to your pastor, get a pastor. Go ahead and deal with whatever it was that um, caused you to go through whatever you're going through. Deal with it head on. And then that way you can start rebuilding because there is hope and there is joy on the other side of this. But I just don't want people to get stuck and think that somehow I'm not good enough. I'm damaged. I'll never be able to get past this. And you can and you will with God's help. So just wanted to encourage you. Um, what I did was I surrounded myself with good people. Now, there are, there are some really good books out there, too. Um, there's a book and by Gary Smalley. It was a divorce workbook that I worked through. It's like a self-help book. And I was able to work through that at my pace. And I was able to work through the things that I didn't even know came into play as far as, you know, the divorce and things I didn't even know about myself that needed to be um, examined so that whether I'm in single or get married in the future, things that I just need to examine and reassess for myself as a person. Um, and there's another good book on the market, too. It's called Words Can Change Your Brain. A lot of times when we have negative things happen to us, we start thinking negatively. And, you know, when we wake up in the morning, it's negative. When we go to bed at night, it's negative. So just knowing the power of our words and the power of our thoughts and learning and knowing how to interrupt or disrupt those negative neural pathways so that you can change the way you think. And it really, it changes your brain internally all the way down to the DNA level our genes express themselves differently, whether you're thinking negatively or positively. So just getting the handle on how our brains work and how thoughts are and learning to reprogram how we think, what we say, so that we can create a, an entirely different reality that we didn't think was possible. That's all good stuff. Really, really good stuff. 
I'll make sure to include those uh, in the show notes. If you have links uh, or if you have affiliate link to your business for those resources, um, please share that. And um, as our listeners or viewers across social media, click those links so that you you can continue serving (laughs) your business and benefit uh, serving clients in that way. I also am a huge, huge fan of Dr. Caroline Leaf. Her work as a neuroscientist, um, you know, earlier on, you mentioned how what we put into our body, um, what we eat, and then most recently, you mentioned the words that we put in our bodies. Understanding our brain, how it impacts our brain activity is so, so important. So when I first started teaching uh, brain, the brain, how the brain works, which you've mentioned several scientific brain-related, neurological-related um, words here during our chat, I think if more people were educated in an um, inviting way to how our physiological and neurological um, bodies are impacted um, by everything in the environment, we would do better. And she is a great resource. Uh, she's one of my favorite podcast um, hosts, as well as watching her videos i started watching her youtube videos years ago and um you know it it, it's like a good therapy session too (laughs) so she's talking about brain-based learning but also that counseling aspect that you know no one's coming on so i love to hear her guests as well so thank you thank you thank you for for um pointing listeners to um the neural, our neural waves and the impact on our brains because we don't know until oh, yes, it's too late. That's so true. And thank you for bringing up her name because, yes, yeah, she's like my number one mentor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a powerful researcher, but she makes it plain. In the videos, uh, the videos, I love how her, she demonstrates, you know, with the trees and this, yes. you know, I was growing. It's like, yes, yes, She's yes. Very yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is there a, you mentioned, um, you know, the Bible, um, the word, and in general terms, but for your clients, especially during this time where, you know, our trauma past traumas being triggered as well as um, just the unrest in the world, whether it be elections, violence, um, or just just the negativity. And, you know, television didn't used to be like that. It was censored more. Now it's just everything's out there. Like today, tomorrow is an easy strategy or, or habit that we can make a part of our our daily sure, yeah that's a very good question um so i would like to first answer that start answering that by stating that for every physical problem that we encounter in this life there's always a spiritual solution so definitely you know meditating mm-hmm. on a daily basis and that's going to look different mm-hmm. for um, a lot of people but when i say meditate you know just allow yourself mm-hmm. to be quiet to hear your thoughts and um, and and as you even pray, 
and read your word. You know, just be quiet after that and allow God to speak to you. Because I really do believe that as the Bible says that we can have the mind of Christ. And I see God as being the creator of me, but also he's the mastermind. And I really do believe that when we encounter a lot of trying situations, that he's always, always transmitting messages to us, ways of how to get out of that, ways of solution, answers. And a lot of times we're so anxious and we're thinking negatively and we're out of ourselves that we can't hear him speak. So I really do believe that as we get quiet within ourselves, there are answers embedded deep within our beings that as we speak to other people, as we pray, as we read the word, as we encounter um, whatever it is in our life, it will come out at the right time. So that's one strategy would be meditation. A lot of people talk about meditation, but you're talking about a lot of different things. But I'm talking about using the word of God and the God of the Bible to be your boundaries or to be your final authority. Um, and so that would be one thing that I would say. Another strategy too, I've been working with a lot of my clients. Is before you go to bed at night, if there's anything that is unresolved from that day uh, and you can't solve it, but just go ahead and jot it down on a sheet of paper. So that way it's almost like you're laying it at the altar and saying, Lord, you know what? It's unresolved. I'm not really sure how to figure it out, but I'm not going to take this to bed with me. And so write it down and then you can leave it, shelf it for another time. Because trust me, that problem is still going to be there tomorrow and the day after. And then maybe you'll be in a better frame of mind, more rested to be able to, to tackle that challenge. And then also before you go to bed at night, say three things to yourself out loud that went well that day. Or if you can't figure out um, what went well, just the fact that, you know what, I'm breathing. I have food on the table if that's the case. And hopefully that is the case. And that I have clothes. But try to find three things that went well or three things that you did well. And then say goodnight and then go right on to bed. If you go to bed in a positive frame of mind, most likely you're going to wake up with a positive frame of mind. And so those are really quick and simple strategies that you can use that make a world of a difference because the way you go to bed and wake up is the way that your day goes. So that's what I would leave your listeners. And thank you so much for asking. That's important. Yes, yes. I'm always trying to uh, fill and overflow <laughs> my toolkit of resources to live better, um, unlearn habits that are not not um, serving me well or the community learning different ways of being um, and just being present as well as leading boldly and in my leading oftentimes it's just a matter of sharing sharing something that's different or sharing um, what someone else desires or is requesting in the moment so thank yes, you yes you're so resources. welcome and I, I will say that the strategies that I gave you toward the end are from the book, Words Can Change My Brain. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to reference that. Yeah, so this is a really good handbook mm. that anyone can get their hands on. You can buy it off of Amazon or wherever, and I think it will really make a, a huge difference in your daily walk. Very good. So what we did not mention was the name okay. of your Thank private you. practice. So the name of my private practice is <laughs> Mind Connection. LLC. And my, yes, 
my intersections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, as we end this episode, as Kendra reminded us to be still, be quiet, listen attentively, reflect daily, and get a therapist um, if you need help, you know, seek out Kendra at Mind Connections, um, seek out your pastors. If you have a pastor, seek out a resource online, lean into your family, get a good hug if you can, but know that everything will be okay. You may be in a I'm not sure moment, but it will be okay. Yes. Just breathe through it. Thank you so much. Thank you, You're Kendra. <laughs>